Hey guys, I'm Adam Fennick. And I'm Cody Sisko. And you're tuned into the Talk and Shed podcast. Today is December 30th, um, almost a new year. Yep, yep, almost a new year. Um, <coughs> we haven't recorded a podcast in a while. The last one that we did, we were in the hotel with Jeff. Yeah, yeah, that was a pretty good one. Yeah. Yep, he's back in Illinois now, of course. And uh, end of the year sales have been been going pretty good this week. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys been calling in, but I would say really this year it seems to me that the end of the year sales. Granted, Cody, this is your first end of the year sales season, right? But typically, I shouldn't say typically, but there was a, there was a time where you would get a lot of phone calls the last three days of the year, and guys just, you know, hey, what do you got on your lot for twenty five thousand? There's a lot more planning going on now, I feel like, and I think it has part to do with the shortage of equipment. People know they had to plan ahead a little better. Yeah, yeah. Just guys trying to make sure that they have at least a good idea of what they want and need versus just saying, hey, what what's cool on your lot that I can buy for X amount of dollars? Right. So. Yeah, over the last couple months, we have had plenty of uh, sales, you know, that were tax-related, which... Uh, you know, you you have that every year, uh, mm-hmm. but I think what's really putting a big uh, slow to that on the equipment side is the fertilizer inputs. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, a lot of guys are just really trying to look and really uh, crunch those numbers as far as what they're wanting to do. As far as you know, with how high the inputs are, where are they wanting to spend their money? As far as you know. Uh, fertilizer placement and uh really i've i've already been getting calls on uh, our, our triple threat system that uh you know we're, we're applying it in three places and still using the same amount as if you would just putting it there on the colder that it was the idea of that system obviously but uh yeah um you know yeah, the, the high input prices though you know instead of guys um writing off uh with equipment they've already made some big fertilizer purchases mm-hmm. so they're not doing much into your equipment buying i think right 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 and then on on top of that like we talked about you know we're we're looking to really locate on where we want to put the fertilizer placement and bex had a good uh had a uh, great study on uh what i believe it was in between v3 and v4 corn and uh, doing it with uh, either a knife or colder system was your most optimum time to place fertilizer. Right. We're not getting pulled over by the cops. If you're hearing those sirens, uh, we're running this truck through the car wash. Yeah. And uh, basically, whenever we're doing these podcasts, a lot of times we're driving. And uh, today we're running a truck through the car wash. So truck. It's a little muddy. A little bit. Yep. A little bit. We had we had three inches of rain over the last four days. Yep. We had three inches of rain over the last four days, and I don't know how it would have gotten muddy. We were we were turning around, and somehow we got stuck. Well, so. but um, you know, did uh, we're we're talking a lot about equipment and stuff already? Did you have a good Christmas? I did. I did. Not. Uh, it was just about a week ago already. Yep. Yep. Didn't fight with any of the family. You know, sometimes have family meetings. It can be a little, a little shaky. But What'd Santa bring you? Well, well, I, well, technically I'm Santa, so he he brought me a new work coat. Oh, okay. Yep. There yep, you go. So nice. Yep. 
of course my boys got all all kinds of toys and so I'm I've became an expert at assembling uh, Legos and and dinosaurs yeah I've pretty much made sure that I'm uh, wearing shoes at home because of all the pieces and parts laying around the house since they just got everything well somehow we had a rule there you know we weren't going to get the kids really much of anything for Christmas but somehow I don't know Santa's sled was awful full yeah yeah and it's hard to stop you know the in-laws and yep. grandparents and yep oh yeah pretty soon your your closet's full of presents yep i'm about to get it again lindy's birthday here is here in a couple of days too so i'm so you get hit with christmas and a birthday all in one yeah yeah so yeah yeah it was a good christmas it, it's funny this year's a little different you know everything falls on both weekends yeah you know we had christmas on mm -hmm. the weekend and then you've got a week and then so here at at the store we're open friday until noon and then we have that following monday off mm-hmm Yep. So, uh, so New uh, Christmas Eve we were open till noon, and then New Year's Eve we're open till noon. Then we've got the following Monday off. Yep. So. Yep. But. Yeah. So, that's you know, well I don't have any plans for New Year's. Uh, I think we're going to Worcester, Ohio. Uh, Sam's got some friends up there that she went to school with at Purdue, and so we're going up there and. Hanging out with some of their some of her friends from Purdue and right. staying the night up there and then Well I can home. tell you I'll be in bed by ten thirty. Hey, I can't say I will be. Well I'm getting to be that age. The boys go in bed at eight thirty and I'm I'm not too far behind them. I don't blame you. So I don't blame you. It's not like we're twenty one anymore where it was easy nope. to go out and recover the next day. Nope. But yeah, on the podcast, you know, we talk, sometimes we talk a lot of equipment, but uh, we need to get more uh, of ourselves and, and, and who we're talking about in there. You know, the, the podcast, what makes it great is whenever you, uh, whenever you talk as if there's not a microphone there, there's not anyone listening. That's what makes it good. Yeah. If any, you know, if you ever listen to the Joe Rogan podcast or any of those popular podcasts, you just talk as if there's not you know not a recorder yeah just, if you talk you know as if you you've got to be um you know professional which we we stay professional but um if you talk in a different tone than what you would on the phone or or whatever um the podcast is going to be a little weird yeah it yeah. makes it unnatural yep so you gotta yeah you gotta talk about what's going on you gotta talk about life uh your kids <laughs> Uh, your wife and and everything else mom and dad uh, Gary uh, today's Thursday they headed down to Texas yep yep they're going to Dallas Cowboys game yep my mom is a huge Cowboys fan yep um, if you guys have, that go to the farm shows you've met my mom um, she's always there at all the farm shows her and dad always always set up and uh, no one may not know this, but she is the biggest Cowboys fan in America. Or at least she thinks she is. Well, anyway. she's awfully close. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, I've never seen anyone else throw a shoe at a TV like that. <laughs> That's true. Most of the time, she's got a better arm than their quarterback. Yeah, well, you're, you're not wrong. Well, they went down to the Dallas Cowboys game. They played the Cardinals this weekend, yep. right? Yeah, that's a big, big game. Yeah, so yeah. they left today. Um, of course, the game is Sunday, 
And uh, so hopefully that's a good turnout because mom won't be in a great mood if it's not. No. Yeah. So hopefully they win so that way we don't have to hear the wrath about it. Right. But <coughs> yeah. That's what's going on here um, at Fenny Equipment as far as, um, you know, what, what the team's up to. Uh, tomorrow's Friday, so everyone's in the office until noon tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We've got a few guys coming up. Got some guys coming up from uh, Southern Ohio tomorrow to look at a Salford. Um, yeah. They're from down around Coshocton, and uh, they've got a 570 Salford. They're going to come up tomorrow and look at one of our 1,200 tools. So, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully something happens there. Just basically upgrading from a seven-inch tool or seven and a half-inch spacing tool to a five-inch tool. Right. So. Right. And uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. So they've been long-time customers, and so they're going to come up. So it'll be good to see them. Um, Fort Wayne Farm Show is the second weekend or second full week, I should say, in uh, January. So that's coming right around the corner. After that, we're doing uh, Louisville Farm Show. Yep. mid-February yeah um I don't know dad and I talked about doing an open house type deal uh this winter like in our shop maybe between um Fort Wayne and Louisville but the thing is the problem I have with that is you know I can upload a video to YouTube or record this podcast in between the two I would reach somewhere around 600 viewers there's no way I can get more than 150 people in our shop. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I, I feel like, you know, it's great to see customers face-to-face, you know, at farm shows and open houses and stuff. And But, you know, you spend a lot of time, a lot of money, and everyone's got stuff going on when you can just do videos and explain what we're doing, talk about products on YouTube and you can get the same result or better you can get more people yeah yeah i mean the way that social media is able to touch however many people it touches is just unreal and we see that as far as sales and calls and where people call in from you know that day it's crazy it's substantially higher than you know obviously we can only fit 100 to 150 people in the shop so it's but like you said, it is great to have the one-on-one conversation, but at the same time, it's like you can call me on the phone and you can get the exact same thing. Granted, it's not face-to-face, but right, it's which close. I, you know, I think farm shows maybe serve part of that, uh, you know, part of that purpose. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's so many guys I know that I run into them every year at Louisville. You know, maybe they're from Southern Kentucky, maybe they're from Georgia, and they come up. And we meet at Louisville, and we get get a talk for 20, 30 minutes and, and catch up, and, uh, you know, that's enough for yeah. us, maybe. Um, so, I don't know. I think uh, I think instead of having an open house or a gathering like that this year, we're just going to the, hit the social media harder, hit the YouTube videos harder, give you guys more content to view, whether it's how closing wheels work, how Salfords work, and uh, instead of you know taking two three hours of your time to travel here to our shop listen to a spiel that may or may not pertain to you you know if if all we're going to talk about is you know uh closing wheels and you want to know about rope cleaners right yeah what's right you may have wasted your time and trip right so there's uh there's a lot to be said about youtube and social media and and we're going to keep 
Uh, keep uploading content. Keep getting you guys stuff that you need, uh, information that you need mainly. Yeah. But that brings us into another piece of information that Cody brought up earlier, and that's the Bex PFR. Yeah. He touched on that lightly on, on some things, but that hit my desk on Tuesday. And speaking of YouTube, we did a video on it there yep. Tuesday night. Yep, we did. And I can't believe how much information is in that thing. It's it's awesome. I I think that's great what the Bex guys are doing there is giving that information out for free. <coughs> and educating the, everyone. It, it's awesome. Right. Here's the thing. Whether you plant Bex or not, you it's know. It's still resourceful. Right. Doesn't you know, I, I'm not going, I'm not promoting any seed company. Plant what you want. Use your local seed dealer. But I do feel that if you can get your hands on a Bex PFR book, there's no question in my mind there is some information, valuable data in there that, that can, that you guys can use. Whether it's, you know, what fungicide treatment has worked the best over the last three years. What amount of fertilizer should I be putting on two by two versus side dress? Um, What, uh, you know, what closing wheels work best? And, you know, we've done, we've talked a lot about that, but we did a video highlighting that stuff. And uh, I I just think it's an awesome book. The guys... You know, I've talked with Jared Chester over there at London, Ohio. He does an awesome job managing their PFR location. They, they're doing it in Indiana, uh, Kentucky, Illinois. I urge you guys to uh, pick up a Beck's PFR book. Yeah. And, you know, figure out what piece of your, of your farm you're wanting to improve on. Do you think you need to – do you think maybe you're planting too high of soybean populations? Well – in there, it's telling you that the most economic, beneficial uh, planting population, 100,000. Yep. 100,000. I know plenty of guys that are planting double that easily. And, uh, you know, it, you can't just all of a sudden go out there and, and cut your population in half <coughs> and, and all of a sudden money just falls in your pocket. Right. You do have to have a proper planner set up and a proper plan and stuff. But... Um, there is a lot to be said about that. Mm-hmm. You know, how is it that the most valuable um, planting population is 100,000, but guys are still doing 160, 170, 180? Yeah. And trying, you know, so there's there's a lot of value there. Yeah, and it kind of compared, like, what time of the season we were in, whether if you were planting early season or late season, and it gave, like, a, a range of dates. It, it was it was very informational, and I it, that's something that I don't really know much about as far as populations and stuff like that, and, and that I was just glancing through it, and that's it really opened up my eyes as far as what, you know, if you're looking to save inputs, I mean, that's where I would be doing it if I was first starting to farm, you know? <laughs> right, yeah, it, it's got... It just has a lot of information there. It doesn't cost any money, and I can only imagine the type of time and money investment that Bex has in in that book. Oh yeah, I can't. I. I mean, they they've got full time people that don't sell seed. They don't grow the seed. Yep. They don't even touch the seed. All they do is manage their um, practical farm research sites, mm-hmm. which, sure, it adds value to the bottom line by the information in the book but it doesn't directly pay the company i mean 
I know of, I know they have dozens of employees that do that. That that's amazing. Yeah. Um, so the amount of research they're doing, again, we're not sponsored by Bex. Mm-hmm. Plant whatever you want. Use your trusted advisor, but uh, definitely pick up a Bex book. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely worth the time to at least glance at one for sure. Right. <laughs> right. Um, some other stuff. Uh, going on here you know we had the open house up there in nova that was a big hit seth and tammy and jake are are doing an awesome job up there um cody and i right now we're getting ready to to shoot another video about uh residue breakdown using devastators using uh different fall tillage practices so like uh we're gonna we're gonna pull stalks out of a field that had been chiseled uh, stalks that had nothing done to them and then stalks that were hit with a yetter devastator and we're going to do a video comparing those three and and show you guys um, how big of a difference this can make and uh, so we're getting ready to do a video on that today um, we uploaded uh, let me think here the last video that we did was row cleaners and in corn stalks when you're planting soybeans Um, so we've been keeping the YouTube flow going and what about all the equipment we got this week uh yeah we got a used Salford uh, 2230 well I'm talking about like what we unloaded off XPO oh yeah heck we got probably I don't know that said 46 46 skids of Yetter stuff Uh, got I believe it was 96s and 013s and 029s. Fertilizer, colders, and yeah. row cleaners. Yeah, it was. Yeah, we've got, we, we did inventory, uh, a rough count the other day. We have somewhere around 1,000 rows of row cleaners total available right now. Mm-hmm. We've got 7,000 rows of closing wheels available right now. Yep. We've got somewhere around... Um, eight JNM applicators to sell. We've got eight BBI spreaders. We're, we're loaded up with inventory. Yeah. Yeah, and that's not including some of the other smaller stuff that we have there. Right. That, the parts and the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, Cover crop seeders and all that stuff. Right. We've got about 10 in stock with about 30 on order. So, um, all kinds of stuff coming in mm-hmm. but uh we we had uh salford's ordering program was last week so we had to give salford our our order for spring we ordered a 4200 a 1224 um what else did we order 1231 1231 no 2231 it was a 22 yeah 22 Yep. 2231. Uh, we got a 25 foot uh, two piece S time field cultivator coming in. Yep, we got a 30 foot coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff to put together here yeah. this winter. Yeah, shops, shops pretty, pretty busy right now. Yep, putting together wide drop toolbars right now, trying to get those knocked out, which is awesome. Uh, that's. In right, a way, right. It, it's awesome. Just 
the transition from planting season to applicator season to dry drop season is just such a narrow window and it's a madhouse there I mean that's about the time that I started last year and it was just nuts I mean phone calls guys wanting this that and the other thing and it's like so we just tried to eliminate one of those things to help give us some breathing room and right I think so far it's helped quite a bit so right yeah the the key to it is is getting stuff pushed out the door in a timely fashion and uh and that that's what we're working on right now is efficiency as soon as something's sold uh get the order put in and and get it pushed out the door so that's what that's what we got to do but what about uh you know what about your feelings about things in the pipeline you got a lot of guys that are going to be buying in early january yeah i mean I got some guys that are kind of on the fence as far as what they're wanting to do with uh, application and stuff like that, which is, you know, kind of common in a way. But, uh, you know, just, just uh, you know, guys that don't have, uh, you know, their, their fertilizer bought yet. So it's kind of hard for them to, you know, say what they want. They're kind of in between, well, you know, dad did anhydrous for years we got an old anhydrous bar don't know if i want to trade it in on that or if i want to go to 28 because you know obviously uh it's less dangerous but you know the price of it right now is i think the last time i heard it was like 580 you know uh so it's it's just kind of one of those deals uh just guys trying to make up their mind uh it's not that guys you know needed to spend money right away before before the end of the year they just want to make sure that they have a good thought process as far as what they're wanting to buy and making sure that it's going to pan out the way that they want it to pan out yeah like i said the i think the fertilizer input prices have got guys moving to um post january one purchases and i think there's going to be a lot of that but time will tell next week's going to be another busy one but uh you know, we're, we're still seeing a lot of the anhydrous stuff come to life. You know, we talked in a podcast early on that we were sending a lot of anhydrous stuff out west. That's still pretty much the same, um, but we're getting more anhydrous here and there. Um, Cody sold a bar uh, this week uh, up into Canada. Yep. Yeah, what's yep. that guy doing? So, basically, he was wanting to do some pre-plant stuff. Uh, he actually talked about decking that thing out to be both liquid and anhydrous. Um, he wasn't really what, what really sure which way he wanted to go. Um, they've done anhydrous for years, but they've always used, you know, just a mole knife and closing system. And uh, so... Basically, he wanted to get into a low disturbance, high-speed deal and wanted the option to be able to do liquid or add liquid on later on if he wanted to. So this is kind of what we came up with. Had a guy uh, that had a bar on consignment and it had the older style magnums on it and it was set up on 60-inch rows. So uh, the new style magnums actually will line up with the old style ones and uh, we're putting five more on and he's going to go every 30 so uh so from canada how in the world did he find us uh youtube youtube oh uh, well youtube <coughs> tractor house you know we have 
all kinds of social media platforms that we have. Well, I'm always curious. You know, I talk to guys who find us on Machinery Pete or Tractor House, mm -hmm. but I always have guys ask, you know, how in the world does someone from Canada or wherever find you? And sometimes I don't know. Um, but the World Wide Web does do amazing things, and there's a lot of guys that have found us through that. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I just had a guy call me from uh, Lancaster, PA. So, right. Uh, well, and we're getting more and more of it with with I guess you could call it the equipment shortage. Um, <clears throat> but in my opinion, some of it is. Um, just lack of planning on dealers parts because I mean somehow our lots are full I mean uh, you know they call it a lack of shortage but how do we have equipment yeah I yeah it, it boils down to people didn't order right it, and they're still not ordering poor poor planning on their part and I don't know if it's just worried they're worried about what's wrapped up as far as money wrapped up into what they have there I, I don't know um, luckily uh, I, I'm happy that you know we planned and made sure that we were going to have stuff to sell instead of me waiting on a phone call i mean i'm getting phone calls from dealers wanting closing wheels and stuff like that you know well well the number one rule for for being successful is being proactive yep and i know for a fact there's a lot of dealers out there that that weren't proactive never have been proactive and and probably never will be right so um, I think there ha there's a lot to be said for guys that that take the early order programs. They, uh, you know, they, they stick their neck out there to, um, you know, to put equipment on their lot, to give their customers a chance to do whatever it is that they want to do. You know, if they want to, if they're thinking their customer needs some row cleaners on their planter, you know, I had a call today from a dealer. He sold his customer a planner but he can't get him any row cleaners yeah it's like well mm -hmm. you know how does that happen you're right but uh, hey we're happy to supply you and uh you know we're, we're supplying a lot of dealers across the nation with with all kinds of stuff yeah yeah i mean kevin sold some 96s was that to a dealer or was that not to a dealer he sold some to a dealer yeah that all the way down on louisiana right i mean so it's right people somehow people hear about us i mean obviously on the other side i know jeff does a lot as far as sending guys our way right and we're very appreciative of that um but it's just you know i'm glad that you and your dad and you know his brothers are nice enough to be proactive and uh playing ahead and so well we it's got stuff to sell yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine not having anything to sell. I mean, it's just, I guess, I don't know. I don't know how you could let a lot sit empty. Well, I mean, like, I mean, sometimes I'll even tell you, like, hey, there's an applicator on Tractor House that we should buy or blah, blah, blah. You know, I think it's a good deal. Yep. You know, we can. You always got to have your nose to the ground searching and looking for that next opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, because um, it's always out there. You just got to yep. find it. You know, a lot of times we have customers call and say, hey, if you find something like this, you know, maybe a a 12 or an 11 row applicator with uh i can't have any more than a 800 gallon tank okay and all of a sudden boom there's one over in you know western illinois yep. call them up and let the customer you know uh buy it so <clears throat> there, there's a lot of that to be had right and the world wide web is what changes everything yeah but yeah absolutely 
the uh, the Hagee that we had, you guys probably saw that thing on auction time. That was a popular piece. That thing sold, mm -hmm. and uh, they're actually loading it up right now. It's going to uh, Morocco, Indiana, Northwest Indiana. Mm -hmm. So, is that, that like Val by Valparaiso? Yep. So, yeah. Yep. That thing will be getting delivered tomorrow. Yep. So that was an end of the year purchase. Yep. Yep. They yep. have they had to have that thing delivered and paid for by tomorrow. So we're uh, we're loading it up and taking it over there as we speak. Yeah, Devin, Sam, we're up in Michigan here this morning. Picked up the twenty two thirty one that we bought and uh, brought that home. Got that unloaded off the trailer, and right now we're literally watching the Hagee drive up onto the trailer. So right, we have a detached trailer for the semi so you know hauling and picking up uh, equipment isn't an issue and we have to rely on somebody else to go pick it up for us now so yep it's convenient very very nice mm -hmm. except for the permits and stuff that comes with the yeah, trailer yeah, my goodness i there's nothing worse than well i don't deal with it dad does yeah. but from what we, he we says hear about it anyway. oh yeah he, he's vocal about it yeah but Apparently, uh, if you buy a semi, it's a good idea to just never buy a trailer. Yeah. Just buy a semi. Yep, and just get a hitch to pull stuff. Right. <laughs> so. Make sure you anything that you buy has got good tires and just pull it, huh? <laughs> right. Right. Well, I don't know that I've got much else, Cody. We uh, we talked about a lot of things. We're going. We're getting ready to upload a, a YouTube video right now. Mm -hmm. um, so stay tuned to that. Look for our uh, email blast tomorrow morning. Um, look for this podcast on, well, if you're listening to it, you found it. But <laughs> it's going to be on uh, Spotify and, and all kinds of places. So Yeah, yeah. and if you guys, like uh, like we've always said, you know, if you guys have something that you want us to talk about, uh, you know, feel free to get a hold of Adam on Twitter or uh, feel free to call into the office uh, and uh talk to us and say hey you know i'd like to learn or like to hear about this a little bit i mean obviously if you're calling you know you're you're probably just going to get the information straight hand but uh if there's something that you guys are interested in hearing about you know let adam know about it on twitter facebook or whatever social media platform that you find us on that's right well thanks for tuning in and happy new year yep thanks guys see ya